Hey everyone, Chloe here and welcome back to this womanhood and femininity channel. And if you are new here, ladies and lurkers and ear hustlers, welcome. So I wanted to switch things up a bit and to introduce more womanhood stories and to introduce a cautionary tale conversation about the price of fame versus having what all women want, which is security, stability, adoration, and love. And to discuss more of what I have already been talking about over in my feminine book club. And for those of you who don't know, I started a feminine book club a little over two years ago where we get the opportunity as women to discuss feminine books, cautionary tales, feminine television, and feminine movies that are strictly related to enhancing our wisdom and feminine knowledge of the feminine principle. And of course, the feminine book club's purpose is to give women a stronger feminine education outside of what women normally know, as there are so many lessons to learn about womanhood, and there are so many lessons to learn from women of all class levels and visibility levels and from all walks of life. Now, I wanted to have a womanhood conversation about the legendary global sex symbol, the woman who played the smart bimbo and one of the most visibly recognizable Hollywood starlets, Ms. Marilyn Monroe, who died at the very young age of 36 and who is one of the most iconic it factor movie stars of all time. And her death, just like her life, has been shrouded in mystery, secrets, lies, and endless conspiracy theories that none of us will ever truly know the answers to. Although there will always be conspiracy theory quacks and mumbo-jumbo nutjobs of some kind who will say anything to go viral and who will try to get some clout for themselves by attaching Marilyn's name to some never-ending outlandish nonsense. But I wanted to use this most recent Netflix documentary that premiered this week called The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes, which is narrated by an obsessive investigative journalist by the name of Anthony Summers that takes a deeper dive through audio recordings. And this well put together documentary seeks to unpack the turn of events that eventually drove Marilyn to her quote unquote suicide slash accidental overdose or was she intentionally murdered, as many people believe that she was. Now, the femininity and the womanhood obsession with Marilyn Monroe is clearly driven by her pop culture, pinup girl, iconic beauty, her femme fatale, cult-like, playful goddess stature. Think of women such as Madonna, actress Michelle Williams, who portrayed Marilyn Monroe, and most notably the late Anna Nicole Smith, and even most recently, Miss Publicity Hound herself, Ms. Kim Kardashian, who wore Marilyn's iconic Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to this year's Gilded Glamour-themed Met Gala here in New York City. So Marilyn Monroe's iconic status and her legendary siren bedroom eyes, her Hollywood pinup slash vixen energy, and her undeniable it factor combined with a wicked strong combination of Aphrodite and Venus allure energy. And yes, Marilyn is the quintessential goddess archetype, and she made famous men and moneyed men and connected men want to worship her and consume her and consume her they did. As an icon, she was the woman that every man wanted and that every woman wanted to be. 
But just to give you a bit of some background, and for those of you who don't know, Marilyn Monroe, the L.A.-born small-town girl, born Norma Jean Mortensen, was not only born into abject poverty, which a lot of women don't know, but Marilyn never knew her own biological father. But by the age of 13, she lived in 10 different foster homes, two different orphanages, and was sexually molested by the hands of a cousin and of a so-called family friend while her single mother, Gladys Pearl Baker, who was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, who, by the way, died in 1984, uh, she was put away in an insane asylum. So to put it ever so bluntly, Norma Jean's self-esteem and self-worth wings had already been clipped before she would ever have a chance to fly in true feminine confidence. But her survival instincts and her blonde ambition, however, uh, propels her into a Hollywood life of fame and more importantly, a very terrifying and a very terrorizing navel-gazing spotlight that I honestly would not wish on any woman. But as we all know with fame, the magnifying glass is what comes with the territory, as your life is never your own once the spotlight decides to own you. But in viewing this documentary, what you will soon come to realize more than anything is what Marilyn Monroe wanted more than anything was her own family, which is often discussed on this channel, and to be validated, accepted, and to be loved out of her internal sadness, and to be rescued from her very unsafe, her very unstable, and from the nightmares of her very damaging childhood. And she searched for that healing and would spend a lifetime looking for love in every powerfully connected money man that she married and or had an affair with. But ultimately, those men would let her down because these well-heeled men couldn't see Marilyn past the fame or past their own loins. So in the early stages of her career, Marilyn used the Hollywood actress Jean Harlow as her muse. And as a feminine woman, we all have our muses, or 10. And let me know in the comment section below, who is a famous woman who is your feminine muse? But Norma Jean and her ambition to become a film star decided to rename herself Marilyn Monroe. And renaming yourself in those days was key to not sounding plain Jane, uh, forgettable, boring, average, and pedestrian. And she used her feminine wiles to work the Hollywood system. But in the end, she paid a very steep romantic price as she attracted nothing but shallow, bad men. Men who only wanted the clout of being seen with a beautiful woman, abuser types, equally insecure and inadequate types, and swingali father figure types. Marilyn Monroe was a waif and her appeal to domineering men is that she appeared like a fragile little girl who was in need of rescue. And for those of you who don't know, a waif is a person who has experienced extreme hardship in their childhoods to the point of basically becoming an orphan. A waif can also be a homeless child or a child who has been completely forgotten and neglected. And in a nutshell, that was who Marilyn was and she never recovered from it. And for those of you who don't know what a Svengali is, it means a man who has a very strong pimp energy. A Svengali man is a man who is overconfident in his need to dominate, to control, to be possessive. 
And in many ways, we'll use a waif woman, which is a woman who is hungry for strength and protection. A Svengali man wants a woman to treat him like he is her God. And is a man who will want to be treated like your hero, your teacher, and your father figure. All in all, Marilyn Monroe would marry a total of three disastrous times, including suffering a miscarriage, and because she never had children of her own, and because of the depression of these relationship failures, she would often self-medicate with pills and alcohol, like so many famous women who are under pressure to preserve both their weight and their image and their sanity. But the affluent Catholic Irish American Kennedy brothers, both John F. Kennedy Jr., who was America's 35th president and our only assassinated president, and his brother Robert Kennedy, were the ultimate city boys that ran Marilyn's already broken self-esteem into a coffin. And all of this triangulated drama is documented in the unheard tapes. So what exactly can be learned from the cautionary tale life of Marilyn Monroe? Perhaps being blessed with beauty can be both a curse and a blessing, or perhaps being beautiful does not mean that you aren't broken, or perhaps being beautiful does not mean that childhood wounds will automatically disappear. Or perhaps we can learn that being beautiful does not mean that you won't be degraded and humiliated and devalued. Or that being worshipped for your beauty is not the automatic gravy train that most women want to believe that it is. But what we all can learn is that not all that glitters in a woman's life is gold. And that fame is a drug that can be both empty and painful. And we can also learn that just because a woman's image is pedestalized and worshipped, it doesn't mean that she's got it made. In fact, it almost always means the opposite. Marilyn's beauty will always be iconic, but her life was ultimately a very sad illusion of objectified misogyny and being used up and ultimately thrown away. And even her last husband, Arthur Miller, didn't even attend her funeral when she passed away. And more than anything, what we can learn is that in life, some people more than anything want to be loved, but sadly, instead, they will receive fame. So ladies and lurkers, from all that you know and have heard about Marilyn Monroe, do you believe that Marilyn Monroe's death was a cover-up? Or was she really just at the end of her rope for never being loved, for just being Norma Jean? And because women are all different, what is more important to you? Fame, love, hypergamous provision, or worship? And as always, I look forward to your amazing responses to this video. And as always, stay tuned for more cautionary tales and for more iconic womanhood narratives to come. And I will catch up with you ladies and lurkers and ear hustlers in the next one.